Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smut Lancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smut Lancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords with Molly Moore. Did you miss us? Have you, You've totally missed us. You've missed us, right? You know you have. They must have you done. Have have. Right. It's been so quiet for the past couple weeks, but we're back. <laughs> um, so, full disclosure, we are not going to be able to teach you anything. We are just going to talk about the state of the world for a little bit as a smut lancer mm-hmm. and how we're coping so just just don't worry about yeah we th- we thought we'd ease into it yeah and also i you know, i know personally for me uh, it feels weird to try to just keep doing things as normal without at least yeah mentioning that the world is on fire right now um right so yeah and yeah i but i that means we don't have any notes for this i don't have any plan personally so i'm not even sure how to do we s- normally a little bit well we at least know kind <laughs> of what we're gonna talk about i usually have this great spreadsheet thing going and it's just not happening so i guess let's start with this how the hell are you molly moore you know what i'm okay it's been um a mare but you know i'm not i know um, yeah, actually, I want to preface that everything I say in this episode, I'm fully aware that I'm not alone in this game. Like, I know that everybody out there is like, oh, my God, the world is on fire. So, yeah, it's been tough. Obviously, we had to cancel Eroticon, um, which was a really difficult decision to make. And... Um, one that I really struggled with, like what was the right thing to do? Nobody, there was no real guidance or advice um, from anybody really. Um, And so, yeah, after a lot of reading, reading, reading and soul searching and looking at data and uh, mathematical charts and all this stuff, I made a decision and decided to cancel it. Um, I am happy with my decision and glad that I made it. Um, It was really hard to do. It was heartbreaking to do, actually, I have to say. Um, but um, absolutely the right decision. Absolutely right decision. I don't have a single moment where I've thought perhaps we shouldn't have. Um, I know that I did my absolute best to keep people safe. And that's all that mattered at the end of the day. The conference and everything else and it didn't doesn't matter. It's not that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the same context as people's lives um so yeah so that was kind of fairly traumatic um in and of itself and then obviously you know everything else is really traumatic i'm actually um in the vulnerable group as our government likes to call us um which lots of people don't realize because i look like there's nothing wrong with me um but um i actually have a fairly rare condition um that makes me so it's really weird because I actually managed to speak to my doctor today. Miracle. Um, no offense to them because they're like swamped. Um, and I was, because I've been trying to establish whether I, I, I knew I was, but I had never had the letter or anything like that. So I can't prove that I am. So for example, getting people to go and do my shopping for me or allowing my, getting my daughter to not have to go to work. We don't actually have like any proof apart from my say so. So I've been trying to obtain that. Um, so today I got verbal confirmation that I am, which was super weird because it actually kind of knocked me a bit, despite the fact that I've just spent the last 10 days trying to establish that I am, knowing full well I am, having a medical professional uh, or, you know, 
associated with a medical professional confirming that I am actually on that list weirdly kind of made me have some really weird feelings about it and I think I might actually write a blog post about this but I think you know having a condition that I've had since I was a very small child it's my normal in inverted commas like it hasn't really had a massive impact on my life I mean it has had an impact on my life but it's something that I've grown up with like I don't know any different and as an adult now in day-to-day life it doesn't have any like I don't take any medication for it um it hasn't had huge impact on my kind of just day-to-day normal life until suddenly now and it was suddenly like I'm felt you know, like I'm being defined by it a little bit. And that's, I think, the first time in my life where I've ever really felt that was the case. Um, so, yeah. So, some weird, complicated feelings. And then, of course, all the other stuff that's going on and worrying about work and money and um, my offspring. Um, so, yeah, it's been a tough old time. I'm happy. I think, I suspect you're going to say the same thing. In some ways, the change has not been so stark for me and for you because we worked at home anyway so i in a in some ways our day-to-day life hasn't changed as dramatically as other people's has so you know i was used to working at home i didn't go out to a job so that essentially hasn't changed the things that have changed for me is i mean i can no longer go to the, i can no longer basically leave the house unless i can ensure that i'm not going to meet somebody while i'm out um and in some ways that of the biggest change is the dramatic change to my daughter's life and so having to um one support her through that because obviously that's had an impact on her emotionally too understandably um but also in some ways a lot of the going out i did was related to her life and of course that's all stopped so now it's just like okay now what do we do (laughs) so yeah i don't think i in that sense this has changed um fundamentally the the for the most part the structure of my day because i worked at home anyway um, it's all the other stuff that's changed as a result of it. And obviously, you know, dealing with uh, the fallout after Eroticon and also just that emotional part of it, realising that I am really vulnerable in this situation. That's quite frightening. Like, I, I have been scared. Um, I think I've probably been scared in the last two or three weeks in a way I'm not sure I ever have been before in my adult life. Um so yeah, those are weird, complicated feelings to manage. But I'm doing okay. I'm much better. I've had some terrible days, some truly terrible days, and that's why whoever's listening to this, I feel you. If you're having a really awful, awful fucking day, I have been there, and I'm sure I will be again. I have the last couple of days. I really feel like um, I've turned a bit of a corner. Um, but we'll say you never know like all this stuff kind of like roars back up at you again when you're least expecting it but yeah I just like that was some of the things that I think we're going to try and talk about like don't be hard on yourself if you're not being fucking productive all the time fuck that it's absolutely perfectly reasonable to lay on the sofa and eat some ice cream if you can get any ice cream um you know have a wank watch tv whatever like the the I think there's you know there's a um temptation to really beat yourself up for not being like oh i'm home i should be like super productive i must dig a vegetable garden and you know so um home educate my children and write a novel and decorate the house like no just breathe like <laughs> you know so yeah i think that's a summary of where i am in a better place i hope to stay there a little bit more this is wild i don't even really know what to say like who ever could have anticipated any of this like who'd have been like oh that's the other thing 2019 really shitty year for me i was like this is bullshit 2019 2019 you can go in the bin Mm. 2020 come on bring it on no i cancel that fuck that i'll happily go back to 2019 it was a bed of fucking roses Mm -hmm. it really was compared to this it was a breeze 
it was there. I don't even know what I was what I was whining about, quite frankly, because <laughs> this is like, wow, okay, we took 2019, and I don't know, we've not more than doubled down. Like this is, huh? I don't even know what to, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, so yeah, all that. Like it's really weird, and also the thing is, don't you feel like I've seen a lot of people talk about this? I, I need to shut up in a minute. 2020. Ha- feels like it's been here for five years already. Oh, it's the year that won't end. Like it's only, it won't end. It oh will never God. end. It's only just April, and it's like, what has happened here? Like there was, I saw somebody tweeting about. So finally, we are at the end of the two hundred days of March, and now we can start the a thousand days of April. And it's just like, yes, like what is happening to this? Like other days, I just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> The world's gone mad. I'm, I'll try. Yeah. Anyway, how about you, Kayla? How are you doing? Um, I, I think it just shows that we all have our own unique perspective and reaction because I am one of those weirdly calm people. Um, I, mm-hmm. Like you, my day-to-day has not changed much. Um, work from home, right. didn't have the commute, don't have... You know, offices shutting down that I can't go to. Quite frankly, most of the time I don't really want to go anywhere. And now it's not mm-hmm. hurting my feelings to stay at home a, little, um, a lot more. Um, I mm-hmm. do. Uh, I am aware that at any point um, a client might need to decrease the amount of work or stop for a while or whatever because they're going to have to follow their financial situation. Like I'm aware of all of that. But it's had kind of an unreal sort of feeling um, in terms of, um, you know, what it feels like day to day. But uh, John Brownstone and I have had a very weird role reversal. So I have anxiety and I have, uh, have bipolar disorder. And so I do a lot of wild mood swings back and forth <laughs> on this like like a roller coaster of them and my sort of constant state of being tends to be uh, anxiousness and i i'm in this really weird calm place and it's john brownstone who is scared and oh by the way if you can hear that awful sound in the background <laughs> i was wondering if you were gonna mention it or you're just gonna that's leave it. <laughs> my elderly dog who has a tracheal cough he's actually fine it sounds awful but he's okay so every podcast I record these days, I have to put that disclaimer in. Um, just so you, in case you're wondering, because I can see and you guys can't see, but he's like trotting around in the background. He's quite happy. He's actually having a little chew on a toy right now and he just did a big stretch. Yeah. So he really is genuinely he's tr- like, fine and dandy, but he just like had a mind. He'll toss his uh, toys up in the air and catch them in a little bit and then wonder why he's coughing. Like he can't understand what's happening. So, I mean, that's probably the worst is like his cough is getting worse and we're having to have the conversation of should we take him to the vet? Is this is this worth putting ourselves right. all at risk? Yeah, like it's, it's those conversations. Sure. But no, so John Brownstone has gone through a lot of what you've described with with bad days and it's mm-hmm. been really rough on him. And so normally his sort of constant state of being is the calm one and he tries to help me find perspective and, and not feel so anxious and we have absolutely switched there um funny isn't it see i wonder if that's because jb had a more like you as you said you were often more than happy to stay home Mm -hmm. like you would offer i mean the amount of times you and i have hung out at the weekend and i've been like where's jb and you're like oh he's gone to a thing (laughs) he's gone to so-and-so on his own like i didn't really want to go or he's gone to the other like he's gone out to like be bjb or whatever mm. um you know and we would hang out for a bit and then you'd be like right i'm gonna go because like the house is almost empty and blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> like i kind of get that like i can totally relate to that so yeah. i wonder if that his reaction is because like he was a bit more of an out part part of it person like yeah i think so he and i were talking the other night we've had a lot of conversations we always talk a lot anyway but we've talked even more with all this And he did talk about that he misses the human interaction. Like he knows I'm happy to interact online and then to turn it off and walk away and and put up those, you Mm -hmm. know, sort of those boundaries and have my space. And he likes to be out among people, even if he's not actually talking to them. He's just happy to be there. But another thing that we've talked about, because I've the few times he has gotten anxious over 
since we've known each other over the years. Um, so in case you're not aware, we are in a power exchange relationship. He's the dominant. He's in control. It's 24-7, so he's nominally always in control. And he does tend to get anxious when he feels powerless, when he feels out of control. It's, it's not easy for him. I don't think it's easy for most of us, but I think there's an added layer because he tends to get to walk around most of his life dictating the terms of what the hell's happening. So there's been a little bit of that. I think it's been a lot of unknown, of course, that we're all going through. We don't know what is going to happen. We don't know what it's going to mean. We don't know what we're going to find when we try to go to the grocery store. Like there's all kinds of things. Um, but I tried to, he was describing to me how he felt. And I said, you know, the, the way you're describing this, I said, think, think very clearly for a few minutes, just sit with how you feel. And he kind of closed his eyes and sat back. And I said, okay, I need you to understand based on what you've described to me and the way I'm interpreting what you're telling me, this is how I walk around feeling almost every day of my life as a person with anxiety. I said, the yeah. difference is, is for me, and this is my personal experience with anxiety, everybody will have a different experience, is that most of my fears are of the unknowns. They are all what if kind of fears. They are things that I'm trying, my brain is frantically trying to predict, will this happen? How worried do I need to be? Yeah. I, and the way I explain my weird kind of calmness is that for once, I know exactly what to be worried about. There, It's real. It's not in my head. I don't have that. Because what happens for me with it when I get anxious is I have the anxiety and I have to deal with that. And then there's like this little part of my brain that is the mean girl voice that tells me, you know, why are you being this way? You know, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't be this way. You shouldn't do this. There's like a lot of that kind of negative self-talk. And quite frankly, it's been sort of nice to have that quiet down because the inner voice is like, actually, no, there's some some bad shit out there. So you just, right. you just be anxious. It'll be fine. Um, I also, it's kind of a joke because I do need to make light of serious things in order to cope. But I feel like I've prepared my whole life for this because I know how to plan for worst case scenarios. And so we do have plans upon plans. We, for half a second, truly for 30 seconds the other night, I saw that I might lose a, portion of my income based on a statement made by my client. He was like, okay, a warehouse had to shut down. We are not shipping product for two weeks. He didn't say anything beyond that because I don't know why. But you ran with it. I went, oh my God. So my immediate response to him was the calm professional. Okay. So what does that mean for what we have currently planned? And that was the calm type that on Skype kind of thing. And then I put my phone down and I turned to JB and I'm like, my blood pressure has immediately gone up. I'm sweating from every corner of my body. And I said, okay, here's what the client said. And, and JB's eyes get really, really wide because now his worries and fears are starting to feel like they're coming true. Sure. And I said, okay, if this is what this means, here's the plan. I've already got the plan. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Here's what we need to do if this is what he tells me. And JB goes, does this big gulp of, okay. And then not five minutes later, I get the message back. Nothing changes for us. We keep moving forward as planned for right now. And I was like, okay, first of all, now I have to stop sweating and go change my clothes. <laughs> I just made my own blood pressure go up. But also I immediately calmed down and I never got as anxious as I could have or would have in another situation because... I've already planned. Now, no plan is perfect. It doesn't matter how many plans I make. I know from experience, 40 years on this planet, that does not matter how much I plan for bad outcomes. No plan is, is always going to work. But that's part of my weird calm. I'm like, for once, I can name the fear. And I'm not the only one thinking it. And I don't have that inner voice that tells me I'm wrong for being worried. Um, so it, it has been very strange for me. Um, I... The other way that I have reacted and the way that I'm, I think, kind of coping a little bit is to do more when I can of the things that feel important to me and that I love. I have a lot less patience for doing work I don't love. There's a little bit of that life is really fucking short right now and priorities are kind of coming into focus. I lost a 
not a high paying. I didn't lose it. It's on a temp. I think it's on a temporary hiatus. I lost a little teeny tiny little bit of income. Poor John Brownstone was like sitting me down going, what does this mean? Walk me through this. You know, what, what do we need to change? And I was like, actually, it's, it's not going to affect us on paper at all. But it was, uh, it was work that I didn't love doing. And I actually was like, oh, I'm, I'm really happy. I don't have to do this. Like I've actually been more productive because I don't have this one crappy thing I didn't really want to be doing to do. Uh Um, because yeah, the things that matter, I actually am not working in, you know, past about dinner time at night anymore. I'm sitting down and watching TV more one to kind of have that moment where you're not thinking about anything. You're not scrolling through the news feed. You're not scrolling through Twitter. You're not, in my case, trying to ignore what your crazy president is saying. Like, you know, we're watching, we're binge watching a lot more TV at night and I'm making that a priority because that feels important. But I'm also (laughs) not in the name of productivity. I will definitely get into that. I have thoughts about all this added, let's be extra productive. I'm also creating more content, but I'm only creating content that I enjoy making. If I don't enjoy it, I don't want to do it right now because... Right. Why? <laughs> the world right. is on literal fire. Why am I doing shit I don't want right. to do? I mean, so I think there's a balance to be had there. So like if you are if you are um, freelancing or smart lancing, whatever you want to call it, and you have work and it's not your favorite work, but you have work, then clearly hang on to right. right now. Like that should absolutely be everyone's goal in this situation because obviously things are... Hmm, well unknown at this point let's Mm -hmm. go with that so yeah i think like you know if you do have work for somebody then make sure that you're doing your work for that person because hopefully they're going to keep going that means you're going to keep going and that just helps everybody exactly um but certainly like when it comes to producing like perhaps your own content like your blog or whatever you do um i've certainly been actually the last two or three weeks have taken more photographs than I've probably done in the last two or three months because I've been like I need to do something where I'm not looking at my computer because and I just I need to get out of my my worry head and so you know setting up my camera setting up my tripod and spending an hour or two hours taking pictures has actually become a space where I can be like that's soothing Mm -hmm. um so you know i think finding those things when it comes particularly to creating content that is um perhaps not directly related to your income yeah um then absolutely create the content that makes you feel good and happy and nice and i know i saw a few people going oh should i really be writing filth right now and my answer is absolutely fucking yes like if that is working for you and to be fair i think i've probably read more filth the last couple of weeks again for that simple reason that it's not a place of, I want to say almost trauma, you know? I go and read a filthy story and just for a minute forget about all the really awful stuff. And I think that a lot of people are experiencing the same thing. I think that there, you know, lots of people are online throughout the day. And yes, whilst they're trying to work and stuff, but they're also looking for other stuff you know people are making connections that they weren't making before and i think that social media is quite a complicated place at the moment i think i mean perhaps we should say a word about social media because um my social media usage has kind of changed because um I mean, I don't really use Facebook, so we just set that to one side. I have no idea what's going on Facebook, but I suspect it's a hellfire, but because it mostly is. Um, but I found Twitter the place that I would say is my main place of uh, my main social media, and I do still go there a lot and and have a lot of connections there. But I was having to be way more disciplined and be like, stop looking at, stop looking in the um, news tab. Because literally every time I was looking in there, I um, was almost, you know, lurching into a panic attack as a result. Um, because you're just reading this constantly, especially this kind of feeling of impending doom. 
I think, was something that I was very much picking up from social media. Like, it's coming for you. I think particularly two or three weeks ago when you had the situation, it was really bad in Italy and everyone's going, well, we're three weeks behind that. And, you know, so there's this, like, it's building this kind of tension and feeling of doom and fear and horror and all these things in, in rolled into one. Um and so I kind of had to be a bit more like, you know, stop doing some of that. So I'm very much like, I just click once or twice a day, look at that column, see if there's anything I want to read. And lots of it, like, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to read any of that. I don't want to read any of that. I'm really just looking for some factual mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just because I like to have a just a handle on roughly where things are. And then I tried to, like, mostly put it aside because otherwise I was kind of... Like, I wasn't doing anything else. There were certainly two or three days that went by where I literally just sat with the phone in my hand just looking, reading all that stuff. I, like, yep. And that's a route to a very bad mental place. Um, if you are doing that or you have done that, I hear you, I see you, I totally understand it. My only advice is one massive hugs because it's a shitty place to be in and it's almost addictive but two really 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 try hardest to find to step away from it in whatever you way you need to do i think for me like stopping going there altogether doesn't also doesn't feel right because it almost kind of isolates me again from a lot of people i do have contact with um so yeah, I just kind of had to like apply a bit of self-discipline. I will actually have to say a massive shout out to Michael for being hugely supportive person in my life right now who kind of was like, there was a few days where he was like, if you don't stop it, then I feel like I'm, I mean, we don't have that relationship anymore, but he, it was a fair thing for him to say because he was just trying to care for me um, and to like say, you know, if you can't stop, then I feel like I'm going to have to step in and make you stop. Um and I think actually that was a useful thing for him to say to me um, because it was kind of highlighting to, like how concerned he was to the, you know, the place space that I had kind of driven myself into. So the only other thing I will say is I find Instagram a fairly slightly jollier place because it's full of people making ridiculous videos of themselves at home doing like crazy things. And... Um, so yeah I think Instagram has oddly become like a place of kind of almost light relief where you can go and you know watch whatever people are up to and um, so I started kind of trying to be a bit more like oh rather than sitting here scrolling through tons of um, harrowing news let's actually just you know fart about on Instagram for a bit and watch people you know making videos in their underpants um, or whatever it is they're doing Um, so yeah i just i don't have any solutions to any of this guys all i have is that um i think we've we're all battling similar things and i think you just you kind of got to do what you're gonna do what you need to do and i've seen a lot of stuff which has been like you know i saw one of my weird things this last couple of weeks is that i'm worried i'm going to start putting weight on um, because I've stopped going out for my walk because it was making me anxious because um, everybody and his granddad, wife, daughter, son, dog, cat and hamster were suddenly out leaping around the countryside like spring lambs um, where I was previously we used to go out for my walk every day and I might see two or three dog walkers throughout my whole walk. I was having to be dodging people in the woods and on the footpaths and that was making me anxious because it was just like I I was coming home being like right now I have to wash I have to wash everything I have to wash my hands I have to wash my hair could it be on my jumper and it's not like I was even touching these people but I was starting to rather than my walk being my place of respite every day my walk is a huge thing for me every day it's a space that i get out the house i get fresh air i make my heart beat i make my blood pump and i just think and i just like empty my head it's really important part of my day um suddenly that really important part of my day had become a thing that was making me anxious um 
And so this week I haven't, I only went out on Monday and again, I felt really, really anxious by the time I got home. Um, and so I haven't been out for the rest of the week. I've been doing lots of yoga, but um, then just, so just little weird things like that where I was like, oh, I don't want to put on all the weight that I've lost. And so then I saw this thing on Instagram of this girl going, we're in a pandemic, you know, guys, if you put on half a stone, like... It's probably not the thing, you know, and I know that in my rational mind, but then, you know, there are things, there are routines that you have in life that feel, that are important to you, that are how, that what, that make you feel good about yourself, that make you feel in control of your life, um, and letting little things like that go. So this is a really hard space to be in, everybody, and I just think I'm a big, big fan of the whole self-forgiveness thing, and... I've worked very hard over the last five or ten years to be better at self-forgiveness to the extent where I almost feel like I'm a world-class expert at it. And I have utterly failed in many ways uh, on that subject on the last two or three weeks. And so I just want to say to everybody out there who feels the same that this is... Nobody nobody can prepare for this. Nobody can manage it. Nobody has any any idea how to deal with any of this or what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or in a month's time and so I think one of the things I'd say as well is like narrow down your focus a bit and just be like what am I having what am I doing right now Um, is this okay am I safe what should I you know I'll write a list of things to do tomorrow um maybe just yeah I think for me I've had to shorten my view and not actually be like you know, well, what's going to happen in a month or two months or three months or six months, you know, when might I be able to go somewhere? Actually shutting all that down and going, really, all I need to do is manage today. I just manage today and then I manage tomorrow, tomorrow is one of my big pieces of advice. If you can do that, do that. Literally just say, today is today. Fuck tomorrow. Who knows? We'll worry about Saturday on Saturday or whatever the day of the week is when you're listening to this. Um, Because otherwise I think, yeah, been there. It's a place where it starts to really have a really negative effect, I think. And I could keep waffling on and I'm going to stop. Well, it's... So uh, everything you've said, I either relate to now or I've related to for the past several years because a lot of the coping mechanisms Uh are things that at least I do as a person with anxiety. What I find have found very nice. I don't like to say something's been nice in the middle of a pandemic that feels wrong. Um, It's been refreshing is that some of the things that I clung to before Uh, My routine having to follow like a absolute specific order. If I didn't do it in this order, whatever it was, my client work, my day, whatever, then clearly everything was going to fall apart. By taking some of that attitude that that you talk about of today, it's today. We're just going to deal with today as it is. We're not going to worry about tomorrow so much. I've been forced to give up my routine. We have kids at home who are doing distance learning, right? Like Mm -hmm. I now have to shape part of my day around what they need and when they're going to be online. And I had a couple of really rough days with that where I was angry and I was Uh anxious and I was frustrated and I wanted things to be different. And the thing that like maybe at some point in the past several years, some good advice somebody else gave me must've seeped into my brain at some point and I managed to pull it out was I went, you know what, today is a bad day and I'm going to acknowledge my feelings. I'm going to try not to live in it too much. I'm going to try not to swim in these feelings. I'm going to try not to act out on these feelings. But I'm going to acknowledge that today's a bad day. We had a Skype call with several people and I started out by saying, I'm cranky today, y'all. Like, just full disclosure. (laughs) This will not be the sweet Kayla you might be used to. Um... And just having the freedom and the space within myself, in the pe- with the people I interact with, to acknowledge those feelings, to not—I didn't have to justify mm-hmm. them. I didn't have to explain. I could just acknowledge it, and then I—that was all I needed to do. One, fortunately, you know, the people we were interacting with online respect that kind of thing. So, you know, n- nobody was mm-hmm. prodding and wanting to. Like we all understood, there's a fucking pandemic. Um, but right. I have at some point, maybe through age, maybe through experience, I've gained some clarity that today's 
bad day does not automatically mean tomorrow's bad day. So what I'm feeling today is what I'm feeling today. And when I wake up tomorrow, we'll figure it out then. Um, The freedom I've, it's a very unsettling kind of freedom for, for, because of my personality of somebody who loves structure and routine and really like lives and dies by the routine. It's been a little freeing though to go, you know what? Yeah, I normally do that task at nine o'clock in the morning, but it probably won't happen till two o'clock this afternoon. And that's okay. I have client work that I religiously got done on Mondays every week. This week, it got done on Friday. First of all, the, the nothing burned down around my ears. Second of all, I have a, it's a good enough client that they're not blinking. They're like, yes, we're in a pandemic, Kayla. You got it done. That's really all I care about. And not everybody is like that. And I'm very well aware that sometimes we have bosses and coworkers and clients who are total assholes and they're not like that. But I take advantage of the freedoms I have that I somehow had convinced myself I did not have that freedom to do that, you know? And now the world has, I just keep gesturing wildly at the world. Like it is whatever that is. And you know, I don't have, I don't have, I never had the control I thought I had over my life because I think that's something that we lie to ourselves about that if we set this schedule and this to-do list and this routine, we are controlling all aspects of our life. That's the, one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves, like anything can happen at any point and this proves it. And so I've kind of had some of that control mm-hmm. ripped away. Like I can't control a lot of these things. And by just remembering every so often, not I'm not perfect at it, y'all. I have bad days too, but just remembering sometimes to breathe. And like you said, to just take today as today. Um, I agree. I've been practicing the limiting social media and news thing for a very long time. It is one of my coping mechanisms with just regular anxiety. Um, Because Twitter, as much as I love Twitter, it gets very shouty and other people's anxieties become my anxieties. And in a Mm -hmm. situation like this, that's, you know, just turned up to an 11 on that. Um, So yes, if you, I have, I almost feel guilty when I spend too much time away because it's so peaceful. I almost feel bad for giving myself that, like, what do you mean everybody else is worried and I haven't been worried in six hours. Like I haven't, I've done, and there's a a little, it's a strange feeling. but if, if you uh-huh. can give yourself that space, like while I'm working to shut down, you know, the Twitter tab is not open on my browser and to not look at my phone and just to work and to work on that thing. Um, or at night, like I said, we're, we're watching a lot of Netflix now and we just put everything down and we just, it, it's a, it doesn't fix anything, but it feels no. good for five minutes, for an hour, for however long. Yeah. It's very peaceful. And I know not everybody can just do that. I really think that sort of like, you know, you've practiced self-forgiveness for a lot, a lot of years. I've practiced these mechanisms for a lot of years now. And, you know, mm-hmm. they do take practice. There will be days where you'll do it just fine. You'll, you'll focus on the things you can control. You'll turn off the news a little bit. You'll whatever. And then there'll be days where you can't. And you'll be, there'll be days where you're glued to it. And, you know, the, one of the things we have started doing, so we have the opposite here. We, uh, I had tried to go to the gym. I had gotten back into a good gym habit at the first of the year. And then, you know, pandemic, I've not gone to the gym in a while. Um, and because JB is very much, uh, I want to go outside and I want to like, just get out of the house. We actually now uh-huh. have a nightly walk routine because we've got the space. Uh-huh. We are not in a space where we're we're dealing with a lot of people. So we have that freedom and we're taking advantage of it. And we find that we sleep a little bit better at night. Um, It's sort of like our watching TV thing. We have a 45 minute or so window where we're just, we're just together and we're breathing fresh air. Um, Do we get a little bit more nervous when we maybe see a, you know, a couple extra dog walkers than we're used to? Yeah, we do. I think, I think that that's, I think that's a natural reaction. We already know that if we're too close to one another, we could get sick. I think that that response makes total sense. We had to go inside a grocery store a week ago and we mm-hmm. we had ordered our stuff for pickup so we didn't have to go through the whole store. We only had to mm-hmm. interact with two people, but we both just sort of stood there 
very nervously and oh god the people in line had no sense of personal space i was like motherfuckers we are social distancing mm. around here back up okay right but right. you know we kept we did what we could responsibly we got in and out and we had to deal with that that day that was not what i would call a good day that was a day where we were on edge uh -huh. and i think it's just a matter of honoring that and and recognizing that that's that's that that's what that day was it does not mean that's what the next right. day had to be. When the other day, JB had a really rough day. He did not sleep hardly at all the night before. He woke up and he was very clearly on edge and I feed off of his mood. So I was on edge because he mm -hmm. was on edge. It was the day I was frustrated and cranky. And so we just we just sat with our feelings that day and we just, we, that was what we were that day. And the next morning we woke up and the mood in the house felt lighter. And I asked him, I said, are you feeling a little bit better? He goes, yeah, I am. He says, I woke up and it, it didn't feel so bad today. And I was like, okay, yeah, me too. I feel that, that same way too. And we both just sort of enjoyed it for what it was. We didn't talk too much about it. Yeah. We didn't do some sort of deep dive. Let's pull this apart, break it down kind of thing. And then, you know, for me, I know I'm having the internal conversations of that was today and tomorrow, hopefully it's the same, but it might not be. It's just... Yeah, I, there are no words of wisdom. I think for, for me, at least, I think that we are all in our own unique situations. I know some people I've been watching on Twitter, y'all know I'm, I'm a lurker. I know some people are have lost or are about to lose their full time jobs. And so they're worried, you know, can they even freelance right now? There others like us who are having those thoughts in our heads of okay, what do we do if a client pulls back the work and then our income stops. Uh -huh. um, I, there's no way of knowing. I, I did kind of, I hope I gave somebody a nice little pep talk. They said it made them feel better. I don't know if I'm right or not. My thought is if a company was already on the verge and was barely making it and they didn't have good, they didn't have a strong business and they didn't have good business practices, they're not gonna make it through this. I mean, they're just not. Yeah, I, think that's um, I think that there is, we're seeing, I'm seeing some headlines at least that sex toy sales uh, are surging. People who still have money to uh -huh. spend when they're spending it online, that's one of the places they're spending it. Um, Pornhub has made their, you know, for all the problems of Pornhub, they do see an opportunity. They've made their premium, whatever, free for a certain amount of time because they know people are there, right? Like they know people are watching uh -huh. it. So in a smut lancer kind of way, are there opportunities? I think maybe um i think, I think there though, are. that because the amount of people who will be wanting that work will probably grow you've got i That's think fair. that one you've got some people who maybe kind of did it as a side hustle who'll be looking for full time there'll be people who are like oh writing about sex that's easy money a wink wink nudge nudge right we know they don't mm -hmm. know they are clueless but those people will be out there and then there are freelancers who are losing client work so they'll be actively on the hunt for more work the thing i would say to you is if you find yourself in this some part of that broad group is will it be a little bit more competitive yeah i think so i think it will be more competitive but i think that the same things that were true pre-pandemic are still true now if you provide value for the service yeah. if you meet a deadline if you communicate yeah. well you'll i don't i can't tell anybody you'll be fine i don't like those false promises but i think it will be it won't be as bad as we think it is like while i uh -huh. recognize i have clients who could drop me at any point because that's the nature of uh -huh. this life they will not drop me because i didn't do the work well you see what i'm saying and then right. assuming they can still afford me when things got better i think they would come back to me because i provided a service right? They would want to come yeah. back to me because I provided a good service. So I think some of those, those things are still true no matter what. It's just, it might not be as easy, but here's the thing. A lot of businesses are online businesses. They still need content. They still need to show up and search algorithms. They still need to feel mm -hmm. and be and appear relevant. They still need content. Mm -hmm. That is, unless that business shutters and is not even trying to take online sales or have an online presence at all, that is still true. Then yeah. they're gonna keep- Exactly, yeah. I actually, and I um, I don't, I 
can't remember the name of the company. I had somebody reach out to me and they said, we want, we've got writing gigs. We need content. We're reaching out to the sex writer community because we have, they did not tell me how much they were charging. So I honestly don't know, but we want to do paid writing gigs with writers. We want to give that back. Right. And I said, well, I'm, it's a great Uh position to be in. I was trying not to make this a humble brag. I'm not taking on new gigs right now. I said, but I can recommend some people. So I don't, I don't know what they're paying. I don't know what the work will be, but I know that those people are out there. I've also had a couple of companies reach out for sponsored stuff. Now they saw my fee and ran the other way, but so some of Mm -hmm. that is still occurring. So I think from a a professional perspective, if you are trying to be, want to be a smut lancer, there are, there's bad news. I had to email writers and say that a site that I help manage went on hiatus. That is true. That was lost money for some of those writers. Um, But at the same time, I know places that are looking for writers. So I, you know, it's not a take this tragedy and turn it into an opportunity. That's some bullshit. I just think it's not, it's not all doom and gloom all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's fair. Should we talk a tiny bit about productivity? I mean, I feel like we've kind of touched yeah, on it. I, would, I, just... I will say from my perspective, I am exactly what you said before. I'm uh, My focus is on making sure my clients are taken care of because that's my paycheck. And I, I we all need yep. the money, right? Um, and in terms of my own stuff, so I this I will say is probably, and I, maybe you recognize this too because we are in a similar situation. So I've, like everybody was watching on Twitter as everybody was finally starting to work. Those who could, I shouldn't say everybody, everybody's the worst word. People were starting to work from home and they're all like, well, I don't have my two hour Mm -hmm. commute anymore and I've got all this extra time. And also I never, you know, they're discovering that that eight hour work day is some bullshit. They can get their work done in four hours. Right. And so people are talking about all these things they're going to do. And I did go through a moment of feeling one bad and then two like I was failing because because my work day didn't change much I don't have time for all that stuff and I wanted to I was like I would love to have time to do those things but wait I don't have time to do all those things so and that's just that situation then there's that I'm I'm too anxious I'm too frustrated I'm too stressed all those emotions we're feeling some days I don't want yeah. to be productive beyond what I need to do for work. Like yeah. I have no interest <laughs> at all. So if you're feeling that way, I would say do not feel bad. I think that's an okay way to feel. There is why, why do we, what is it about our, this part of our culture where we're like, you know what? There's a pandemic. People I know and love are at risk. I might never find toilet paper at a store again. It'll be two weeks Right, now is the time to start my new business. Like, if you have that mental bandwidth to do that, I support it. Yeah, I applaud you. I... But don't feel less if you're not, if you aren't looking at it going, Exactly, exactly. I'm just, like, I... Now, and I say that as somebody who has started a couple of new projects with Loving BDSM, the reason I did that, though, was not in the name of productivity. It was because I wanted to connect and spend time with that audience more than I had been. Because I uh-huh. feel good when I'm talking to that audience, when I'm engaging with that audience, uh-huh. and I wanted more time to do it. And what's funny is it's stuff I had been thinking of for, in one case, literally years. And I was like, what the fuck am I waiting on? Like, why have I right. waited on this now? Yeah, sure. Now is as good a time as any. Let's start this thing. Um, so if there are things that you have the capacity to do that bring you joy, that make you feel good, go for it. But not in yeah. the name of the, this bullshit hustle culture of we always have to be producing. Like, no, the fuck we don't. We can binge watch right. Supergirl on Netflix and it is okay. <laughs> Right. God, y'all. And we can gain 10 pounds and it'll be okay. Just, yeah, I just, we've, yeah, a little bit of practice, you know, we're sweat lancers. So we're really good about self love on, on one level. Like, we, we need to practice <laughs> self love on another level. <laughs> like, and that's right. another thing. 
there's and I have helped write them because it is true. There are people sex toy sales are surging, porn views are surging, people are at home, they're having more sex, they're masturbating more. There's gonna be lot oh, of my god, in the yes, there are. Time. Um so there's a lot of content being produced about how to take advantage of that for those people who are, you know, feeling themselves quite literally. I have been without a libido for a minimum six months, could be closer to a year. I literally would have to go back and look at the last time I wrote something genuinely sexy that I was like, oh yeah, I'm here for it. Um, and I, this has not flipped the switch. I mean, if nothing else, it might've buried the libido even lower. Like it was, it was hiding in a, <laughs> like in a little, you know, valley of, in the ground. Now I think it's, oh now God, it's, it's six feet under. It's just... It's gone. And if, so if you are not feeling sexy, and in our Q&A for next week's episode, we'll be talking about this too. But if you're not feeling sexy and you're not feeling like, let's take advantage of all these damn sex toys, like, that's okay too. There's there's no right reaction to a pandemic. <laughs> right. That should be like, that's. I think that's it. Like, we've summed it up there. There's no right reaction. No. Your reaction is just what it is. So, Yeah. I hope we. I hope this episode is in some way positive. I know we've probably both been a bit like, "Oh, this is so hard," but um, we just felt like we talked about it beforehand, and we just felt like just picking a subject and kind of, you know, briefly mentioning this, and then just you know moving on. It just didn't feel like the right thing to do at this point, so we decided we would have this episode. We will come back next time with like something a bit more like we used to do, but um. I think we just both wanted to give space for our thoughts and experiences and hopefully maybe we have helped any of you out there who are listening with how you feel about it all and obviously we always love hearing from you so if you've got like any tips or tricks for any of this uh, world on fire business then let us know but yeah hopefully perhaps we've made you giggle as well at some point as well as we've talked about some of the stuff we've been making. Yes, uh, you can either relate or you feel better or you're not alone or however. Yeah, I well, I agree. There was no way I was I could dive into. I mean, even the last blog post I wrote was how to work from home when you're anxious as fuck. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Cuz the actual work from home tips I want to give to help you know, like to remind you to take a shower every day just don't feel right without having the conversation. So this, yeah. I, right. And quite frankly, I, I don't know. I hope I, I'm with you, Molly. I hope we helped somebody. I hope we made somebody laugh, but I needed this too. I needed the space to just go, this is how the fuck I feel. This is, this is what I'm right. going through. So, you know, yeah. So uh, that is it for us this week. Next week, we're answering your questions. Actually, for us, in like 30 seconds, we're answering your questions, but you won't hear it till next week. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll come back. We'll do more. We'll, 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 we'll be back. in our yeah. own way, be what you expect. Maybe what you don't expect. I don't know. We're kind of... Wait, I was going to say, which could true. be anything. And we are frankly. full of surprises. So there is that. <laughs> okay y'all we'll see you next time enjoy stay safe out there take care of yourselves and breathe just breathe y'all <laughs> bye bye